Today's podcast is sponsored by Youth Ministry Booster, an online youth ministry resource network that for $25 a month provides all the graphics, games, visuals, resources, and community support that you need to enhance your large group gatherings. Boost your youth ministry at www.youthministrybooster.com. Get everything you need to make your next teaching series great. Visit www.youthministrybooster.com and get boosted today. Hey, After 9 fans, we have a special treat for you this week. So Chad and I got to hang out a few weeks ago with 150 of our favorite youth ministry friends for Oklahoma Youth Ministry Forum. It was a statewide gathering for a bunch of youth ministers, youth workers, youth ministry spouses, and we got to have some time doing a live version of After 9. One of the things that we love about After 9 is that it connects with so many youth pastors. One of the things that we begrudge is that it's such a solitary thing. Chad and I get to hang out, we record something, and then it makes its way to your ear buds, to your car rides, to your times at the gym or on a walk. And so we love getting to share the experience of After 9 with a live room and now here sharing it with you. It's a little bit different. It's a lot of fun, but listen in for this very special episode of After 9. I'll be back after the break with more stuff about this episode. It's time for Honest Reflection in Youth Ministry. Whether you are 19 and are just getting started or have been serving in ministry for 19 years, we hope this weekly dose of honesty and humor helps. Welcome to After 9, the most honest conversation in youth ministry. Hello and welcome to After 9. My name is Chad Higgins. And I'm Zach Work. Zach, how in the world are you? Chad, you know what? Um, I'm here at a conference on stage with like 150 of my favorite people, and it's pretty exciting. Yes, we are at the Oklahoma Youth Ministry Forum this weekend with some amazing, amazing youth pastors, youth ministers, youth leaders um, from all over the state and even outside of our state. Tr- truly, you can hear them. You can hear them in the back. They're making noises now. You can totally know <laughs> that they're in the room. Yes, oh, this is an amazing time. So it is uh, Friday night here when we are recording. Um, it's legitimately after nine. I think this is the first episode that we've ever recorded that's been legitimately after nine. <laughs> after nine. nine. Um, a lot of times we record during the, the weekday, right? All that kind of stuff. And so um, this is fantastic. What's great about this time is there's so many things going on in this room. And I just love the, the community of youth ministry that is happening from all over the place. There is a chocolate trough. There is literally like a gutter, like a beautiful gutter filled with chocolate. It's like the best fall chore ever. We talked about raking leaves a couple weeks ago. I would love to rake some chocolate out of my gutters at home instead of those nasty, nasty leaves. That's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Wait, what? That, you don't? Oh, okay, sorry. I got, oh, I got it now. I got it because it would be gross. Yes. Because chocolate in a trough outside hours. Yeah. Got it. So we're, we're at this conference, which brings us right into our topic today that we will dive into. What is our after nine question for today, Zach? So here on after nine, we always ask the most honest questions in youth ministry. And I think this is one is true for most everybody because youth ministers love to have all paid expense weekends to most beautiful destinations for conferences. Right. But the question for us, Chad, the after nine honest question is, 
what am I doing or how do I get the most out of a conference experience? Right. You know, and I think that we probably have all kinds of different experiences when we go to conferences. And, and I think that there are probably some pitfalls that we can fall into um, very easily. You know, I, I look around at this audience and uh, in Oklahoma, so many youth ministers know each other. And so I, I know so many of the people in this room. And so, um, which is great. But I think about some of the bigger conferences uh, that I go to from, you know, I fly into and all that kind yeah. of stuff. The thousands and thousands gathered in right. the Thunderdome. Yeah, yeah, and everybody's like dressed in like their coolest outfit ever, <laughs> dude. Like, there's like a lot of pre-planning that youth pastors do. Like, they have like outfits laid out. They're like, all right, for Friday night, I need my tight jeans and my cool, cool button down. Right. And then Saturday morning is like, I want to look a little slouchy, like I've been up all night, but my coffee's working, so I'm like waking up, and it's like an Apple Genius at the Apple Bar, where it's right. like I know a lot of stuff. But I like put this together in a real easy kind of way. <laughs> it's like the look of like, is it planned or is it not? But it was right, actually right. planned really it was hard. Super meticulous. Like it's one of those like the one sleeve is perfectly rolled up and the other sleeve is like perfectly rolled down. It's great asymmetry. Yeah, I like the dude that they they have the like patterns on the back of their jeans. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Dude, embroidery's big right now. Thanks, Etsy. <laughs> it, it always looks like it always looks like a kindergarten like craft project. You're like <laughs> you're like, is that rhinestones? Are those bent noodles, right? <laughs> that it's like just all over the butt of the jeans and it's like somehow that's fashionable. Listen, man, uh, as we learned earlier tonight, macaroni's popular in Canada. Maybe we're just eating it wrong in America and we're gluing it to ourselves <laughs> instead of actually consuming it. Yeah, so we, we have all of these different stereotypes Types, right, that we maybe look at it in youth ministry conferences and all that kind of stuff. And, and so we love being here with so many of our friends, and it is very, very encouraging. No, it is. It's fun, but there is something about coming here that I think brings out the worst in us. Can we just say that? I mean, it's after nine, we're here, we're talking. There's something about coming to a conference of almost any size that I think at some level brings out this, like, ferocity of, like, who can I size up to be better than, right? Like there's like that scan around the room where you're like, all right, all right, all right, there's my target. I'm going to go talk to him and tell him everything that I've learned about youth ministry this right. year. You know, or it's the exact opposite, Okay, right? That I, I think sometimes that we can walk into a place and, and maybe like the last like few months of ministry have just been difficult on us, right? And so then we walk in and it seems like every conversation we have is just like dude after dude that is just like crushing it, right? And we're just like, oh, right? And, and we Why think about... Why not me? Yeah. And we think about all of these like over and over just like frustrations that we've had with our own ministry yeah. that becomes like almost magnified, right? right? right. And we're around other people that are doing the same kind of thing. And I think it's really easy to play that comparison game, like, um, or or we hear what other people are doing, and and like, it seems to be working for them, but not us. And then, so we we take this very personally, right? Yeah. Instead of realizing, man, there are going to be different seasons in our life that, you know, the ebb and flow of ministry yeah. and understanding how that works, man, so often we take it so personal. And, 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 it's, it's and so much of it's out of our control, right? right. Like, the, you can't help it if your senior pastor left and a third of the church left with him. Sure. Right? You can't help it if, like, these families banded together and said, we're going to go plant a church and we don't want you a part of it. Yeah. Like, you can't help it if there was a huge relational split because Mr. 
cutie whatever guy and like Miss Pretty so and so like had a big breakup and it just split your youth ministry in two. That's something that you can't control, but it feels so much on you. And then you come to a place like this and it becomes under the microscope. Sure. It becomes the question of, hey, how you doing? Um, honestly, not great. Hey, hey, how's your youth ministry? Um, not growing. And then, hey, what are you doing next? I have no idea because I feel so disillusioned with the whole deal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I think sometimes, man, there have been seasons of people that I've talked to that oftentimes you come to these kind of things and it, it's, it becomes these like vent type moments. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And Everybody's just ready to tell that war story. They're like, like just like that second question of like, hi, my name is so-and-so. Okay, here's what's going on in my life. Sure. Yeah. But, you know, I think that the reason that we do that is because I think youth ministry sometimes can feel so isolating, right? Especially when we're in towns where maybe we don't have a lot of other youth ministers that are around yeah, as yeah. youth workers. And so when we get into a place like this, there very much feels like this moment of just like, oh, like this, these are all the things that are going on. Because we know that the people in this room are people that understand. It's the rush of solidarity. Right. <laughs> and and that's, that's super healthy, right? Because I, I think in that, right, now there's a, a healthy way to do that and not to do that. But, but I think a lot of times we feel like, okay, we're understood here, yeah. right? These people understand what it means, right, to, to try to minister to parents that seem like they want nothing to do with it, yeah. right? And, and sometimes that, that can be really frustrating. So finding ourselves around people that understand that can be so life-giving as well when it's done right. It can, but here's the other side of that, chat. I think we'll take this more into the break. Part of being like hearing it and seeing it as an understood kind of level doesn't always fill us in the way that we need because we also want to be known. Mm -hmm. And I think part of the rush to tell the story or to ask the questions or to like play the like polite comparison game is we want to be known. We want to know what's going on, that understanding, what are, what's happening, what are you doing, what's wise, what's new. But we also want to be known. We want to put our ideas out there. We want to put our hurts out there. We want to put our feelings out there. And we want to be well-received. And I think one of the things that we'll talk about in the second half is that as much as a conference can be a competitive, kind of like sizing up, kind of animal kingdom, zoo-like experience, it also is the best shot that we have for a chance at connection and conversation in a way that would right. bring us back into why we even got into it. Right. You know, one of the... The, the next big pitfall that I think we can fall into um, in coming to conferences is walking in with this, like, um, attitude of, I'm here just to get out of the office. Right, right. I've already got this youth ministry thing figured out. If you need me, I'll be on my phone in the back. Yeah. Right, and, and I think sometimes we just, we roll through it, and we want to evaluate every speaker that comes up there yeah. and all those kind of things. And I think we walk in there with this hard heart of, Okay, tell me something that I don't already know. Can, can I share from other life experiences? Yeah. So I used to be like in a band and guitar player and all that stuff or whatever. Uh, but one of the things that is like true. So any guitar players in the room tonight? Any guitar players in the house? So I'm going to drop a phrase. If you agree with this phrase, then give me some noise. People got to know. Guitar players, especially Christian guitar players, suffer from a disease called pedal board envy pedal board envy the first thing you do when you walk in the room arms folded saunter saunter up to the stage hmm 
what's he working with, right? Right? Yeah, the band guys are like, no, don't cover it up, right? But whatever it is, it's like, I want to know what their secret is, right? Like, you may have great tone. You may be, like, in the band, but it's probably because you own the certain gear, right? Like, it's, you have the toy, so that's why you're big, or that's why you're making it, or that's why you're good. And that's, I think, so true in youth ministry, where it's like, yeah, well— He's at that big church, and he's got a big youth ministry because he's at a big church. Or, you know, his youth ministry is growing because they have that new facility. If he didn't have that new facility, they wouldn't be growing. And it becomes this, like, what does he have that I don't have? Or what has she, like, owned or walked into? Like, well, the person before them, like, the person before them, they're the ones that really made it successful. And it becomes this way to distance ourselves from what's really going on in our heart and what's going on in their kind of ministry. Right. You know, and and on the flip side of that, right, there are some times where we go to conferences and it's like sponge moment yes right and then it's like immediately it's like i'm going to implement all of those things everything monday yeah right (laughs) and it's like we we take what what is like um a, a great model and instead of thinking through the process of okay like we build to that it's just like yeah, we're just going to take that, do it all. copy, paste into our student ministry on Monday. That speaker guy said we should stop doing Wednesday nights. We should have small groups at home. So we're just going to start that on Sunday. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, hold on. That's Sunday, not Wednesday. And second of all, he took him six years to get to that point. Right. So maybe you wait more than six minutes to make the plan. Yeah. So I think sometimes we come come away from these conferences and it's just like we've got to implement it all now. Do right? it. Do it. That breakout was great. The speaker was awesome. I want that band for my D now. And whatever it takes, we'll get Josh Griffin to come talk to my youth workers. They'll get super <laughs> Super motivated, and they'll be the best youth workers ever because anybody that hears Josh Griffin talk about youth ministry immediately has a really keen understanding of memes and a terrible sense of slides and a great way to reach young people. I mean, it's totally, it's like you listen to them talk and it's like youth workers know what to do, but is that everything for me? I don't know. I don't know. Very cool. You know, I think think it's so easy. And and honestly, I think oftentimes what happens is this with conferences. And and we want to isolate them like they're, they're their own thing. That happened in a different world. Right. (laughs) But I think if we're really honest, where a lot of this comes from is we take whatever's happening at home and we bring it into this other location. And so when we have insecurities and all those kind of things at home, we bring them into the conference center. Yeah. When we have pride and all that kind of stuff at home, we bring it into the conference center. And I think so often we miss great opportunities to engage in a very helpful way for ourselves um, because we're so caught up on what's happening. Whether we want to admit it or not, um, for us, these are often those camp type moments yeah. that our students have. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, when our students come back fired up and then two months later we're frustrated because they don't have it. Yeah. But if we look at our own life, oftentimes we hit these conferences, we come back, we're super pumped for two months, yeah. and then we're right back into that same place um, that we're at. And, and you can almost see it play out in youth ministers the same way you see it play out in students, but in like, like kind of their own particular way. Like I love sitting in the back of the room, whether we're at a conference exhibiting or sharing or podcasting, and watching youth pastors figure out what to do when the band starts. Because yeah. all of them want to stand up and walk to the back and start working on their talk. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not really like the space to do that because it's like, hey, hey, friend, you don't have any responsibilities in this room right. except to be right here in this moment. And I often wonder if like that's the thing that we always pray for our students, that we never stop and pray for ourselves, yeah. is a sense to be really present to what's going on. Because because, man, like, 
you get in that mode of like, when this happens, I have a certain role. And we get so tied into understanding what's going on only by the role in which we've assigned ourselves and not allowing ourselves to be present to what's actually happening in the room. Like we have this lens of like, this is who I am in this moment always. I'm always the guy in the back that's dimming the lights or working the soundboard or clicking the slides or working on my lesson. Or I'm always the one that's like counseling the student that came in late because she was crying about what was happening at home. And you get to these conference moments, and it's like, literally, I don't know what to do with my hands. Right. Like, I don't know what to do with my hands. And I wonder for so many youth pastors if there was a way to, like, just leave that stuff behind and, like, take that roll or hat or coat off to be who they're actually in that moment. Yeah, so for our listeners here and for our listeners at home, before we go to this break, the big question that I want to ask you is this. Whether you're at a conference here tonight or whether you're going to be in a conference in the future, when you walk in, are you still trying to play all of your roles and you have this weight of stress and responsibility? Or are you allowing yourself in that moment to drop all those, allow God to begin to work in your own heart, in your own mind, and be fed and encouraged in this place? Let's go to the break, and then when we come back, we'll talk about how to really um, use some great tips to get the most out of your conference. Hey friends, hope you're enjoying this live episode of After 9. Just a reminder that Chad and Zach have a free gift for you this holiday season. An entire month's worth of large group material is available to you for a limited time. Lights and Coco at YouthMinistryBooster.com Great games, teaching resources, audio, visuals, countdowns, bumper videos, everything that you need for the month of December to make it great and Christmassy is available to you for free at YouthMinistryBooster.com. Download Lights and Cocoa today and give Booster a try for your youth ministry. Chad, we're back after the break here at Oklahoma Youth Ministry Forum. It's a little later now. They're a little sleepy. They've had a little chocolate. They've had a little caffeine, and their bodies are slowing down. The amount of chocolate that these youth ministers just consumed in a small period of time is impressive. It's trough-esque, right? It's trough-esque how much they've consumed. Hey, Chad, we're talking about conferences and how you can get the most out of them here on After 9 because I feel like not everybody does. People go and they'll get everything out of it that they could, but we have some helpful, practical, thoughtful things to take, especially for our friends here that are in the middle of one. They're right Right. here in the middle of a conference. And so the things that we want to offer are quite alliterative. So, Chad, give us on the front end the things that we're going to tell them. Let's tell them, and then we'll close it out. Yeah, so 
a lot of what we want to talk about are these conversation uh, type things, these community type things, um, and, and really diving in, allowing just you to be yourself, right? Yeah. Um, for a little bit of time to put your guard down, uh, to put our pride down, um, to engage in conversation with one another, to learn during this this period of time, not only from the stage, but from each other, which I think is so, so powerful. So powerful, so powerful. So one of the things that we wanted to talk about was really being you in this yeah. moment, right? And then finding ways to have community and connection while we're here and have those conversations. So one of the things that we would just give you is be present. Be present while you're here and then also be open to the community that is around you. Like one of the things that I think is so fabulous about conferences is meeting somebody new. Like that's one of the things that I always hope to do is to meet at least one new person. I think there's right. that rush to try to meet everybody in the room. Like you're just going to sure. find out everybody, follow them all on Twitter and have like a hundred new followers by the end of the day. But the real great moment is having that connection and that deep conversation with one new friend. Right. And, and I think that that is, is so important, right? And, and not just like jockeying, right? Like, hey, I want to get to know that dude, yeah. right? Or whatever. He but, seems pretty cool. Right. But allowing some of these conversations to happen and then asking like great questions in, in the midst of that, yeah. right? That get past the point of like, hey, where are you from? And like, what are you doing? How many kids do you run? Right. <laughs> but, but I think we've got to start engaging a little bit deeper and begin to ask these questions that, that wrestle a little bit about with who we are, yeah, right? Yeah. And man, what's, what's your calling look like, man? Yeah. What, how's God, you know, working in your life during right. this time? Because I think a lot of times to other youth ministers we ask, it's like, hey, how are things going? And it's just like, hey, so things seem to be going well. Yeah. And we just think of like, Am I hating my job right now or am I loving my job yeah. right now? And that's the answer we give. But I think this, this is an opportunity that we get to wrestle with that a little bit and go, you, you know what, man, things, are, things seem to be going well. Like me and my wife have been, you know, like it seemed like we're connecting well. We're spending more time together. Like those are great conversations um, that we get to have in this honest way. And then I also think like learning from each other, right? Yeah, yeah. I pick up so many ideas from people that are doing things just differently. And yeah. you're just like, what a great idea. That's right? so smart. Yeah. And, and there are things that like never even get talked about on the stage, but just like these personal conversations in the hall that you're just like, that's awesome. No, that's one of the things that I do love about Todd Sanders and the rest of the forum team. Right. They actually, in the brochure, the program guide for the weekend, your conference map actually lists the hallway as one of the breakout times Jeez. during breakout times. Because what happens between the doors of the breakouts is probably as important as what happens in the chairs in the breakout rooms. Like, yeah. you were going to overhear something in the bathroom or in the hallway or waiting for a breakout to finish that might be just as good as what was on a slide or a screen. Yeah. The... The staff that our state has, and I'll just say that, is so incredible, yeah. right? Um, from, from top down to all the, you know, the ladies in the office. That People are that make it happen, happen, yeah. Like, they're incredible to allow, one, something like Oklahoma Forum to happen, um, but just the care that they have, right? Like, it, it's so amazing to me. Like, it seems like they know and are connected with so many of the youth ministers around yeah. the state and, and really care for them. And they do such an amazing job and, and I'm so thankful to just call many of them my friends. It's community. It's community right. and it's also connection and that's one of the things that if you're going to a conference you can be that person or not be that person but I love getting connected email, Twitter, Facebook, phone, whatever because there are things that you're going to want to say after, right? Like that's one of those like you're not going to hear the whole story 
at, but if you could have the connection for later, that's such a valuable thing. Like you should have a, a database that you're collecting friends. Networking is not a dirty word. Networking is a healthy word for people that are trying to learn and grow in their field and become experts in their industry. Right. Everybody else does it. Ministers just feel guilty about it, sure. but we got to do it. We got to do it. Man, how, how healthy would it be if we can really start to like knock down some of these barriers and we're able to like bring somebody in We've talked about this before on an episode where we bring somebody in to talk to where you can just evaluate your own ministry. Yeah. How healthy would it be to bring in somebody to, to speak and go and join somebody else just to be able to, hey, can, can I like come and just shadow, see how you're yeah. doing? How do you spend your days in the office? <laughs> right. right. Like that, that's such a healthy thing. And what that does, especially if you think about our state, we have such a connected group of youth ministers. We need to be getting in each other's offices yeah, more, yeah. right? Like learning from each other, talking to each other, doing this thing better to where we're not just isolated on our own island, but we find ourselves like really doing ministry together, right? Because whether you're in Claremore, Oklahoma, or Oklahoma City, or I met a young man today from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Awesome. Young guy just seems like so sharp, so with it. And like, those are guys that we want to connect with, get to know more, um, and, and really encourage. And we've got to be doing that more and more. As so I shouldn't judge a youth pastor by his Instagram account. I should judge him by how he actually like works in the office during the week. Well, I mean, Instagram account is pretty important. Okay. I think, you know what I a mean? little flash, a little pizzazz. <laughs> Well, let's leave them with this, Chad, because they're here at a conference. They've still got time left. and We've got invaluable conversations happening later. What are some really key questions? Better than uh, where do you serve and how many kids do you have in your youth ministry? What are some invaluable conversation starter kind of questions that can really move us past the friendly politeness into these kind of deepening relationships? Sure. Honestly, I mean, I think some of the same like after nine questions that we ask are probably great questions, right? Before we started this episode, we brought uh, Brent and Corey, uh, Corey up here to talk about um, kind of where they're at in, in student ministry and what are the things that are going on. The two questions that we asked them um, were, what is your after nine question? What are what are the questions that, that you've got going on in your head? That midweek evaluation, yeah. yeah. Um, but then also, like, tell me, tell me about a time where you almost quit. We almost quit. Which I love that question because it means you didn't. You didn't. Right? You're, you're in it, you stayed in it, um, and because what we get to in that question is, um, what made you stay on, yeah. right? What made you hang on? And I think that we need to be encouraged by those and inspired by those kind of questions. Good. Well, hey, friends, be encouraged by this. Don't just ask for the numbers, ask for the narrative. Get the story from your friends, your colleagues, your compatriots here in youth ministry at Youth Ministry Forum in Oklahoma. It's been a treat. All of our friends, have you had a good time tonight? I think they've had a good time tonight. Awesome. Hey, thanks so much for joining us on After 9. We will see you next week. There you go. There's the very first live episode of After 9 recorded in a conference setting. We hope that we'll have more opportunities to spend some time with you, gathering with a bunch of youth pastors, sharing stories, laughing, and talking about the big questions in youth ministry. So wherever you are this week, as conference season maybe has wound down and you're thinking about the end of this year and the beginning of next year, Stay encouraged and remember, youth ministry friends, we are about a great call and a great work. We need each other for the journey. It has been our privilege and our blessing to get to share After Nine with you for over a year now. And we can't wait for what the next weeks and episodes bring for both you and us as we endeavor in youth ministry together. 
Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful holiday season, and we'll see you again after nine. Thanks for listening to After Nine. To continue the conversation, find us on Twitter or Facebook at After Nine Ministries, or visit www.afternineministry.com to subscribe and learn more. Hey friends, I just want to give a shout out. If you have not rated, reviewed, or subscribed to After Nine, just take a minute and do so. One of the reviews we wanted to share this week comes from Dilemma Loco, saying, I love this podcast. It's nice to have two other youth pastors who share in real ministry talk and don't have overinflated egos. I laugh on the way home from ministry on Wednesday nights, listening to their stories and glean valuable tips and tricks. I am convinced that fruit snacks and getting sticks are invaluable tools for ministry. Thanks, guys. No, thank you, Dilemma. And we are so happy this podcast has meant so much. And for everybody else that listens, share it with a friend. We know that we need this together.